What do you mean? I mean we're facing a general breakdown of discipline, Captain. Breakdown? What sort of breakdown? Think of cats and heat. Commander, stop! Lieutenant, they're just a little more turned on than usual. That's all. You know, men are always like that. Wouldn't you agree, Lieutenant? Well, if that's the way it is, why don't you let Harumi give you a checkup too? I think it would calm you down. Nothing lifts your spirits like seeing a beautiful woman. Right, Yuriko? I love that stoic beauty that you have. Oh, and I think your back is pretty enchanting too, Miss Kim. Thank you. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, the podcast where three dudes in their 40s, that's right, Andy, get used to it, nah. talk about anime. Just just nine and a half more years. Nah. Uh, oh, no, to- mm, we, we're not doing this podcast when we're in our 50s. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we're going to be done. We're going to be done before then. I don't know how, but we're going to be done before we hit our 50s. Andy, be careful. You don't want to get that infected. I'm just, I'm just trying to pop some pimples. Leave me alone, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's on my ass, and I have my ass literally right here on cam. But come on, Bill, you're just going to spoil him, and he doesn't deserve it. I just think it's going to make us some money. I mean, I mean, look at this ass. And I mean, it's it's a flat ass, but somebody's got to pay to see it. That's true. Someone's going to myflatass.com. It's it's got to exist <laughs> up there. And if it doesn't, it will soon. It'll rival OnlyFans within months. Yes. Open up for daddy. <laughs> and. Oh. My heart is beating so fast, and it hurts so much, because I actually have a weird love for seeing pimples go boom. I'm mad. You should get that checked. I mean, I was going to say the heart thing beating and hurting. You should get that checked out. You should also get checked out for the pimples popping, because I know it's a thing. I heard I don't pit know why pimples popping, and I got very confused, but I understand now. That's, that's even worse. That's even worse. <laughs> poor, poor rapper Pitbull. Oh, now it's better. <laughs> I don't know who that is, so, okay. Matt, you gotta turn TV on once in a while, my dude. <laughs> no, I don't. Streaming services are so much better. Once again, Matt does not get a reference. <laughs> hey, I, guys. How am I not the most unplugged in the pop culture? That's a good question. I, I used to be not plugged <laughs> in the pop culture. I was, I was not with it. <laughs> And then they changed what it was. And now I am with it. (laughs) All I need to know about the world is what's going to entertain me. Fair enough. Matt, you're a simple soul, and I love you for it. I mean, I I did... I think we've already told the story. I I did legitimately try to fight Chris Brown, because I thought he beat up my friend's wife, Rihanna, not... Yes, we don't need to revisit that story. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I was mad. I was going to call my friend. We were going to roll, find this dude. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) All right. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, hey guys. Hi. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt's having a rough go. <laughs> hey, we're here today to talk about episode five of the irresponsible Captain Tyler. And this episode is titled 
Angel in White begins with an H. What a the, weird fucking title. The H stands for Harumi. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I thought it was a die. <laughs> Way this episode is going. Uh, no, uh, it is it is Harumi, and uh, it is my episode this week. You know, I have uh, I have noticed that uh, so far it looks like all my uh, favorite episodes are going to be mine to cover. Cool. Give me the leftovers. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> so far. At least so after far. episode seven. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Today we're talking about episode five. Before we get started, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, the only thing that I have is I saw the Mario movie as well as the Dungeons and Dragons movie in the same day, and they were oh. both enjoyable. Yeah. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. The Mario movie was uh, was fun. It was a bad movie, but it was a fun movie. <laughs> about what you expect from a non-Disney uh, animated children's movie with basically no plot, but but it was fun, and I got somewhat emotional by the end just because strictly of nostalgia, nothing more, nothing oh, really emotional, enough. no emotional beats, just my nostalgia of how much that video game series and video gaming in general has been to me, so that uh-huh. was cool. And then the D&D movie was fun. I don't think it was a good movie, but again, I thought it was really fun. <laughs> I thought I thought both movies were really fun. Fair enough. Yeah, have a good time. What else can you ask for, really? Yeah, yeah. I will probably see both. I will probably see neither in the theater. I think you would probably enjoy both. I think you would. I'm set to see Dungeons & Dragons for a second time. Nice. So, so you have seen it. Excellent. Yep. Okay, Matt, no spoiler here, but my favorite part of the film had to be with Aarakocra at the very begin near the beginning of the film. The bird person. Yes. I love that. Bird but anyway, person. The bird person. <laughs> there is a bird person. Bird person. There is a bird person. It's great. That's that's a Rick and Morty thing, too. That's fair. I don't watch a lot of Rick and Morty. <laughs> that's all I got. That's that's all. I, that's that's. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Fun fun times were had. Good movies. People should watch them. I'm super out of touch, so all I think I can say is, what the fuck is going on with season nine of Scrubs? <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> show no longer a thing? Is it <laughs> This season was like in 2010 or something, but we binged this whole show and it was really good right through season eight and we watched one episode of season nine and it's completely different. I will admit that I have only seen bits and pieces of Scrubs. I've never sat down to watch the entire series, Um, but I have heard through the grapevine that it does end kind of weirdly uh and it takes a shift which i think is kind of a curse when it comes to american television shows when you think about like roseanne when you, season nine when you think yeah. about the final season of how i met your mother season nine mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh there's, there's a there's a lot there's a lot to say about the ninth season of a show there are lots of shows get the word you know that they've been canceled and then suddenly they find that they've been renewed and they have to scrounge to come up with something for a final season it happens a lot. Yeah, I suppose so. They tore the hospital down. They rebuilt it on a college campus. Uh, Not an Indian burial ground? Damn. Most of the uh, cast that comes back are uh, teachers. Um, but Carla doesn't come back at all because the character doesn't come back at all. The Jander's in literally one scene. Weird. It's it's a bizarre change of events. Yeah, like we watched the episode, the last season, the last episode of season eight is called My Finale, and it ends very finally, and it was very satisfying. And then it was like, 
I don't know that I even want to go into another season because obviously it's going to be a tacked on piece of shit. And it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, should have trusted your instincts, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Nothing says you can't abandon it. And I think that's where we're going. That's what my wife said. Are we gonna Are we gonna keep watching it? Or I said, Well, I guess we can always try it and stop when it sucks. Matt, anything you want to bring up real quick uh, for us here? Uh the only interesting thing that I've really seen lately is that uh, manga creator Rumiko Takahashi, creator of Urusei Yatsura and Rama One Half and Mezane Koku and Inuyasha, was knighted by France recently. Oh, that's cool. Bless you. <laughs> you know some of those words, Bill. You know Inuyasha. You know what Ramna is. Yes. I love Ramna noodles. <laughs> <laughs> she was given the title the Chevalier de l'Ordre de Art Celle de Lettres. Letter, letters. My French is very out of, out of date. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's super cool. The Order but... of Arts and Letters. Knight of the Order of Arts and Letters is her title. Bill, is Ram the one half the like low sodium version? Like, is that, is that... <laughs> yeah. Is that... yep. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's terrible. No wonder I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Uh, you... What's why? Why from France specifically? I don't know. Oh, okay, I just didn't know if like the, the, <laughs> yeah. if they were living there or no. Don't think so. Okay. Just the uh, French are just like this is art. Oh, the French and the Japanese kind of have a thing. You know, like the Japanese (laughs) love the French, and I assume it's somewhat vice versa. I suppose that explains Tokyo Tower. Yes, it probably would. She joins the likes of Jiro Jiro Taniguchi, Leji Matsumoto. Yeah. Katsuhiro Otomo and Akira Toriyama and Go Nagai. Hey, Akira Toriyama, nice. I know that name. As well as Shigeru Miyamoto. <gasps> Hell yeah, Mario, baby! Yeah. That's very cool. I like it. Yep, that's it. Nice. Akira Toriyama. I should know that name, shouldn't I? Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. And, oh. uh, and Dragon Warrior. Or Dragon... Yeah. What the art? The oh. art for the art for you know that time travel game that everybody loves that I've never played. No, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Yes. Really? You know what? You can't say everybody loves it because I got bored. Ah. I could not get into it. You know, I couldn't get into it either, and I love just about every square, most square endeavors. So. And I had nothing to do. I was, that's when I was six, so I was just like <laughs> playing my DS in the hospital room, and I'm still like, eh, it's not mm-hmm. worth my time. That's fair. <laughs> I'll go back to reading Stephen King. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Young and ambitious. Well, with that, I think it's about time we get into episode five. What do you folks think? Let's go. Yeah. Stop talking. Let's go. All right. Okay. Oh, right. We want me to go fast. I'm going to give you talking. my quick. Go I'm going to give you my quick summary of this entire episode because I can summarize this episode in two sentences. Okay. Give it a shot. Uh, the entire ship of the Soyokaze is horny for an extremely obvious Ralgon spy. Mm-hmm. And the only ones that aren't are Tyler, Yuriko, and Yamamoto. And that's basically the episode. Yeah, that's... Those are the broad strokes. Now we can get into the minutia. But not yes. too much in... Not too minutia. Not, not too much into the... Into minutia! The, into the weeds. My reason for that is I don't think this is a great episode. But here we go. We're going to go through it anyway. We start off with a sort of like panning shot, an establishing shot of the beat-up Soyokaze. I do love... The opening sort of like groovy beat they got playing. Uh, it's, uh-huh. I don't know. It's just got. It's just kind of like was catchy. You get like this image of like people fixing the ship from the outside, as well as 
fixing up things from the inside. Maybe they didn't avoid all the <laughs> incoming fire from the Railguns earlier. I, I agree with you. I don't think they did. And also, I think some of the interior damage what might have been from the brawl <laughs> that they had earlier on. Yeah, I think most of it, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. So we cut to Mifune and Fuji, the two admirals, and they give us a nice little recap of how Tyler managed to defeat the Ralgons and destroy four whole ships. And because of that, the higher higher-ups are actually going to potentially give Tyler a promotion. Which mm-hmm. would completely fuck up the name of the show, so I really hope this doesn't happen. Maybe. Yeah. Even in the show, they don't, they never, they call him Captain, but his rank is Luke, is Commander. I was gonna bring Lieutenant that up because, Commander. I, yeah, I don't know how, uh, military things work. But I know Captain's Captain of the Ship, but Captain is also a, a rank. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where it falls. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought maybe they were gonna promote him to Captain? Or is Captain Below Commander? I think or? Captain must be Below Commander. So so they're using the, the title, the honorific Captain, as more like Captain, like like well, the phrase Captain of a Ship. He's the head, yeah. of, the, head of the ship, but not yeah, so Captain as in the rank. Got it. Right. Position, not rank. Position, not rank. Okay, that makes total sense. Yeah. So Fuji says that... You know, maybe we should be the ones to give them give him some sort of reward because that'll look really good if we do it. Like maybe we shouldn't just let the higher ups do it. Like let's let's play the the political game a little bit. Yeah, he's gonna get it either way. So let's uh, let's get it on the ground floor and rank him. Give him rank first. And Mifune actually calls him out on that, and basically saying along the lines of, "Man, you'd make a really good politician." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love then the shade that's thrown right back at Mifune when he's like. Oh, well, you know, I'm sure you know all about, like, military victories. Maybe you can come up with some sort of thing to do for him. And basically saying and throwing shade and saying, you've won zero battles. Which then made me, like, my brain spin off into this thing because Mifune, who's obviously pissed off at, like, being dissed in this way, and he's got his sword, his ornamental sword, and it made me, it made me think, like, so he's never used a sword in battle? I would imagine he probably hasn't because I think at this point anybody, like, Marines have swords as part of the dress uniform, but they don't, like, use them in battle. I think it's more of a, it's more of an honor. An ornament. At this point. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I mentioned it uh, before that Japanese commanders and what in World War II always had a, a sword at their it's side. True, yeah. To show uh, their yeah. rank and office and But yeah, it's, it's a symbol of office, not a, it's... Not a uh, not an actual weapon. Not to say you couldn't. Not to say, of course, you you keep it sharp enough that you could use it in such absolutely, a way. And they would absolutely keep it in working order, but they wouldn't do it. No doubt, if you're if you're called to execute a subordinate or something, then you'll use it. Yeah, I also got the weird. I don't know. My brain was like all over the place watching this. But like, I got the vibe of like, so he's like the dude who walks into a Walmart like strapped with a gun. To look cool. <laughs> no. No, more like the cop, off-duty cop who walks in the wall oh, okay. strapped with a gun because he's still a cop. Got it. Okay. No, that's fair. That's a that's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. I mean, granted, it is pretty much decorative, but it's still a weapon for showing who you are. It's not like some dude with a mullet and a, a beer gut walking <laughs> in there strapped with an AK because... God damn it, it's my right. I gotta shoot me some trans beer cans. Uh, uh, listen to some Kid Rock. Yep. Oh, Lord. 
I used to like Kid Rock. I know. Yeah. It's all right to to look back and acknowledge that you liked something that is not cool anymore. I'd be okay with it still if he wasn't a piece of trash. That's fair. That's fair. Like I could I could totally be like, yeah, I liked this trash music when I was young and it still reminds me of being young, so we cut away from these old men to the crew and they are awaiting the arrival of an assistant for the old doc. Do they even say that, or do they just say it was no, a present? They, yeah, they don't know who, what's, who or what is showing up. Well, they do, though, because the doctor says, I would rather I would rather it be just a bunch of booze. Well, no matter what it is, the doctor would rather it be a year's supply of booze. Oh. Well, they know it's going to be a person, because the person, the tarot, like, guy with the tarot cards is like... Right, like, yeah. Ah, you're, it's going gonna, gonna, gonna to be a woman. You're right, I was misremembering. But he only knows that because the tarot cards told him that. Yeah, no, I think they know it's a doctor, like an assistant. Uh, that wasn't how I understood it, but that's fine. A special reward from the brass, you say? I'd be happier with your supply of booze. <laughs> well, Anderson does appear to know that it's a talented medic of some sort. Oh, okay, okay. So there you go. I missed that part. Well, turns out that tarot is not just a bunch of bullshit. It actually tells the future, because... We get... It's a great way to R&D your RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, it's true. With with Dekama. And it's... And, uh, by the way, that is a Hanafuda card that, oh, that, Bunta, that Bunta is holding there. That is... No, that that is fair. Let's admit, though, the show would be probably much improved by a werewolf. Yes. What show wouldn't? I agree with the Doctor. Yeah, I agree with you all and the Doctor. It should have been a werewolf. Could still be a werewolf. He just said if he drew a moon card, it might be a werewolf. It is a woman, and we get literally the stereotypical scene, kind of like what we got from Evangelion when all the students were crowded around the window watching Masato show up in that one episode. Well, it starts off, the new arrival comes out in a really big dumpy suit. Yep. <laughs> and then <laughs> Among us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then sheds it. And we get the stereotypical hair flip reveal of Nurse Petty Officer Harumi, complete with saxophone music, a wink, and a sexy walk. Uh, yep. She's doing it with full knowledge of what she's doing. She's yes. doing it on purpose. She's aware of, to... self-aware of what she is doing. And I would argue that most of the, most anime, female anime characters in those situations know what they're doing a little bit. I do want to, talk though her this and just throw it out there and see what you guys say her design seems like it's right out of the sexy lady from older animes like she yes. looks like she belongs right on like galaxy express 39 yes yeah i don't know if that means anything but it just it that's what it clicked in my head i'm glad you brought that up because i got the same sort of like classic anime aesthetic from her uh-huh like she doesn't even look like the other women in the cast and I think that's that's a, that's a cool observation. And I'm not. I think it's maybe a signifier that like this person is is not like the rest of the crew and was not sent. And is there's something shady? Yeah, potentially yep. could be. Before we cut to the next scene, the doctor hands over his bottle of booze. He lost the bet. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. Yep, uh, you're right. Uh, you're booze. I've been trying to work this uh, question out in my head. So I may and may not still have it completely worked out. So just uh, work Pancake. with me. <laughs> Pancake. Makeup. What? No. <laughs> Pancake over toast. Now. According to TikTok, about five and a half. You've got a female character who's doing what Harumi is doing, even though it's 
the character is has full knowledge of what they're doing is it the fact that they are even written that way an issue that they're written as a as a sexual object yes can i think i can i can translate the character is not written to be simply a sex object the character is written to be in the position of a sex object for a reason is that still problematic yeah yeah basically that's what i'm trying to think i don't think so I don't that, think the character I, inherently becomes problematic. Yeah. Like, if she is intentionally a honeypot, you know, trying to be sexy to get information and to be accepted, that's less of a problem than if she was literally just fan service. Yeah. That she was, that she's placed there to be fawned over, only to be fawned over, so that the, the, the quote-unquote male gaze, which I have a lot to say about after reading a whole article about this a week after or a month after my rant about uh, Chainsaw Man, I don't, I don't, I, th- I think it's an interesting plot point. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's as problematic. No, there are people who prioritize the character motivations, and there are people who prioritize the motivations of the author. If the author writes a character this way, they are guilty of putting fan service in the anime. Even if it's justified, right? Yes. Although I don't think that the fan service in this episode is atrocious by any means. I don't. I don't. I would even call it not compared e- to a lot of anime, but it is. It is there. Uh, I wouldn't I even call it fan service. Some people would get a pretty cleavagey shot there at the end. Some people would be blind to the actual reasons for a character and simply just blame the author from the get from the ground get-go, ground up, for being a problematic person. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I think, if anything, I'm less annoyed by the sexualization inherent within this episode, and I'm more bothered by we don't have to do one plot point, one idea extended for basically essentially the entire episode to where it gets boring. And that's where it falls for me. When you get to, like, about... After the act break, uh-huh. there's a few scenes we could have completely cut out or, like, truncated some stuff to get right to the point that, like, oh, she's here to steal secrets. Okay. All right. We'll continue to those points and, and talk uh, more when we get there. No, that's fair. So Yamamoto is struggling. He's having some internal conflict here because he wants to like decide whether or not he should be reporting the reality of what happened with Tyler and defeating the Ralgons to Mafune and saying, like, it wasn't actually anything that he did. It was just happenstance and luck. And my question is, do you think that it is would be right for him to make that call or should he just let it uh, let what happened happen? Well, he did make the call already. He well he he makes it by the end of the episode, but like at this point when he's when he's still struggling and deciding whether he should that was that was episode two the second episode we watched today it starts with him recalling that he made the call, but this one at the very end of the episode he does but like oh, like wait, was he okay. is he right to to do that or not do you think well he does make the call the other way at first because he decides not to do it and then yes. later on he changes his mind he does I mean ultimately it does kind of depend depend on that that military code and what they're supposed to do. But I think if a captain is legitimately endangering a crew, I think the lieutenant commander informing the higher-ups of it 
is probably justified. Does he legitimately think Tyler is a danger to the crew? And if he did, it would be easier if he could do that thing where the where the uh, sub officer declares another unfit for duty and. I can't remember any of the terms that I've heard so many times in shows and movies where somebody takes someone off active duty. Yeah, I can't remember that. either, but, but yes. Relie- rel- relieving him from duty. Sir, I, under article so-and-so-and-so, I'm relieving you of command. Yes. Yeah, yes. that sort of thing. Yes. Well, either way, uh, he's struggling at this point. Uh, Yuriko goes in to try to find Tyler, but Tyler, of course, is not doing his job as captain. There's just like a ramen noodle cup on his chair. <laughs> um, he's in his room waiting for Harumi. Har- Harumi. Is it Harumi? Harumi. Harumi yeah. to arrive. I love the sign on his door when Harumi walks up that says, just knock and I'll come flying. Yeah. <laughs> she does enter after knocking and he calls her in. And, <laughs> and he's uh, flying. Yep. No. Well, he, <laughs> he pops a party favor and that freaks her out. She thinks that she's under attack. Uh, she reaches for a weapon Along yep, her thigh. In a garter belt. Yep. Um, but no, do. Captain Tyler just pops up and he's like, I thought we'd have a party to welcome you. Would you like a drink? Good old Tyler. And this tells me he's not as pervy as he comes across because obviously he doesn't. Like, this is totally. This whole episode proves that. Innocent. Yeah. This whole episode proves him a lot more innocent than we have painted him potentially in the past. There's going to be a scene later, too, that I'll, I'll point to in that. I love this line. It's an important line. And Tyler, of course, as oblivious as he is, is still the only one that gets it when he says, wow, you're not like a nurse at all. You're more like a spy or lady spy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Did you notice the uh, sweat that appears on her face? Yep. I'm always interested to know uh, who clues in this early. Yeah, I pretty much figured it out right away, especially because you yeah. can't see your ears. Like she has a specific hairdo that keeps you from seeing her ears. Yeah, yeah. good call, good call, good call. Good, good, got them, good got them elf ears. So Yuriko shows up, and she's pissed. And Tyler's like, it's fine! You can go party with us, too. And that's basically the scene. We cut to the med bay, where everyone has shown up in a line with scrapes and aches and splinters, um, <laughs> because they all want to meet Harumi. <laughs> yep. Yep. They all have boo-boos that need to be kissed. First first up is Jason, who's got a cut on his finger. Poor guy. Yes. This goes on for a little bit. We get Cryborn. He's standing in line. And he makes fun of Lieutenant uh, Katori. Dan. Um, who shows up with a cut finger or something like that as well, or a pinched finger or something. And uh, Cryborn yeah. just says... Just lick it. It'll be fine. Here, let me do it. And then proceeds to, like, stick out a 15-foot-long tongue. It is Gene Simmons' tongue. <laughs> Great bit of humor. Love that. Katori then literally literally jabs, like, kind of elbows Cryborn, who then basically doubles over and screams in pain and says, Oh, my old war wound! Uh, <laughs> oh, my war wound! Classic. And uh, causes Harumi to, to take him back to his room. And I just would have loved it at the end of the scene when he raises his hand to kind of wave at them. If he just would have flipped them off, it would have been even better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I thought he got nut checked, to be honest. And I think, I think he's kind of elbowed him in the gut. Yeah. I think yeah, so too. But my first <laughs> thought was he got, he got nut checked. <laughs> first entertaining facial expressions of the episode, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them. <laughs> the faces he makes at the doctor while Harumi's not looking at him. 
lot lot of this anime is really good about like pausing on stills yeah well in general yeah it's um facially interesting yes yes <laughs> facially interesting there's our title um yeah. <laughs> so yamamoto's there and he isn't happy about the whole thing and it's like get back to fucking work and anderson says that well it's your fault for being so violent and causing uh, yeah. us all causing us all this pain. And he's like, me violent. And I'm like, man, I feel so bad for Yamamoto. Like uh-huh. <laughs> dude is just trying really hard. I don't feel bad for him, but <laughs> I do. I I do. I think that he's he's really the one trying to like essentially take charge of this ship of misfits and it's yeah. just it's it's a losing cause. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think that's... Well, lost causes are only ones worth fighting for. Uh, Harumi shows back up and is like, you have high blood pressure, just like looking at him. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Dude, you like some stabilizers? I'll come to your room. And he's like, nope. And nopes his way out of there. That's also confusing, because she's like, I'm just going to hand you these drugs without any sort of ability to take it. Uh, or if she's doing it officially, then he's like, no, I'm not going to take your official drugs. <laughs> I have another question. Okay. I'm reading a lot for... The, I'm taking a, a queer about, film class. About 35 bucks out in my own. Wrong question. Um, okay. I'm taking I'm taking a, a class in, in, in film about, like, queerness and looking into, like... We're, we were talking a lot, reading a lot about, like, codes in old films. Okay. Like, is Yamamoto coded as gay? Like, I'm getting a lot of sense that, like, he might be queer coded. I never took queer coded on him. I, if anything, like, he's asexual. Okay. Like he is so devoted to the military that he Okay. Doesn't... Yeah. I could see that. There was that scene later on. Harumi, you're a fine girl, but I'm devoted to... <laughs> the stars. That's fair. The, the stars sea of was... stars. Yeah. I don't That's know. That joke fell apart on me, but... No, no, no. Uh, I, I... The space Ooh. sailors say, Harumi, you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. But my life, my love and my lady, is the military. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I, I get. I can see asexual. That makes. There's a scene later on where there's there's a bit of a gay joke when Cryborn and Anderson uh, present flowers. And he's like, "For me," and they're like, "Of course not." So like, I don't know. I just read some. I was just a little bit a little bit of queer coding, perhaps. And that may have even been a gay joke on their part, like a, a gay joke on them. Yeah. Like, oh no, you're we're not we're not gay. We wouldn't give you flowers. I mean, if anybody was uh, coded anything, it, it would be those two, I think. Kind of like those two dudes from Letterkenny? <laughs> I would easily say Anderson and Cryburn are into each other as much as they're into Harumi. You haven't got to the point in Letterkenny where you meet the uh, the gay version of them, have you? No. I'm, I only finished season one. Oh. I'll get there eventually. I'll get there eventually. Make that your workout show. I should. I should yeah. make that my workout show. Uh, so we go... To Yamamoto and Yuriko, who are complaining about the crew uh, with Tyler. And I love how Kim is there as well, like, just doing things, kind of doing things. I don't know. She's reading a magazine, so she's kind of doing yeah. things. <laughs> and her response is just, eh, it's fine. They're just men being hornier than usual. Just men yeah. being men. You know how men are. And I'm like, yeah. I hate that justification. But also, it's just really funny that she's like, eh, they're just fucking horny men. You yeah, know. I mean, as long as they're not actually doing anything wrong, just being annoying, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those it, hetero men. It, you know, it's not boys will be boys because like they raped her. It's right, just, no fair. They're, ah. they're just being obnoxious. Yes, which is not great, but. And then Tyler, and I'm paraphrasing here, basically says, "Oh, let her give you a good checkup then uh, to to Yamamoto." 
because he's like, beautiful ladies are the best medicine or something along those lines. Right, uh-huh. Yuriko? And then he go- looks at Kim and says, oh, yeah, and by the way, nice back. Kim. I, and Kim's much. like, thanks. I Yeah, I don't. <laughs> what? Enchanting. Well, because he, I think he doesn't want to leave her out of the compliments, but he only ever sees her back. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, I got to be yeah. nice to you, too, because I want to be nice to people. Um, so I'll compliment the only part of you I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. That's actually really good. Uh, yeah, that was that was why I took it. I I thought it was I thought that was funny. That's really good. That that's clever. To flesh that out more, one part in particular that uh, Tyler can always see is the nape of her neck, and the Japanese have always found the nape of the neck to be quite enticing, because generally it's the only part of a woman you can you can see when she's all dressed up in her kimono and everything. I find the most erotic part of a woman to be the nape of the neck. Doesn't doesn't work as well as the boobies. <laughs> so, oh, another famous space captain. Oh goddamn! <laughs> right. Well, Zap Brannigan aside, uh, <laughs> we have another meta joke here, where the two people working on the outside of the ship, one goes, yes. "Hey, let's take a let's take a break," and the other goes, "Goes, yeah, that sounds good." And sure, then we go not? right. We go right to the break card. Yeah, that's I mean, my favorite break card segue in a show right there. Welcome on into the break card. It's Andy, and I hope you are enjoying another episode of the Irresponsible Captain Tyler and our review here on Tuning Japanese. We've got all kinds of episodes still to go in this particular series. This is Matt's series. And we have been enjoying it for the most part. And it is wacky. It is old school. And we hope that you are also enjoying. If you want to watch the show, you can find it on YouTube. Or you can watch the subbed version on Crunchyroll. So those are some options available to you. You can help support the show by giving us a five-star rating and review. Or head to our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Where you can get all kinds of bonus content. We haven't released a tuning in in a little while. We're going to try to get a new one up pretty soon Uh, but you can go and listen to 10 i believe episodes of that as well as over 50 episodes uh bonus episodes of our podcast we would love for you to check those out including things like one of my favorite episodes we ever did ranking every trigun villain um we did one where we took the music from the different animes the openings and closings we ranked those we're gonna do an update of that soon all kinds of cool stuff again at patreon.com slash tuning japanese We hope you're enjoying this episode, and we're going to get back to our review, and enjoy the rest of the show. We're back from the break card. So more healing shenanigans, because we get just another scene with more horny crew members being horny. Yep. Cryborn and Anderson chat about how sexy Harumi is. They talk about something about how you can't get too much steak. It's steak. not bad. Like too much steak is not bad for your diet, or something like that. Or too much steak is, is, bad, is bad, bad for, for your diet. diet. Yeah, something like that. I they're yeah. they're they're talking about they're relating female anatomy to food portions. I don't even think female anatomy so much as like quality. Like all the other women on the ship are hamburger and Harumi's a steak. Yeah, because they do say something along the lines of like she's the only real girl here. Yeah. Well, specifically, uh, Cryburn compares. Uh, her body to the child portions of the rest of the females on the crew. And that leads into the steak comment. Got it. Yeah. There's the context that I needed for the thing I wrote down. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes over to them and wants to take their blood pressure, which involves uh, stripping their shirts off and putting lots of little little nodes on them. Woo-hoo! Notice in the background of the scene, anytime they cut to the doctor, he's laying on a table and his bottle of booze is standing straight up, right about crotch level. <laughs> nice little Easter egg there. A nice little mention of how horny these people are. I love, I love visual storytelling. The, the horny old 33 year old man. Boing, yes. everybody. Boing. Uh, we finally, finally get to her ulterior motive as she starts asking questions about Tyler and, like, about how great <laughs> of a man he is. And everyone just laughs in her face. Yep. Yeah, At this point, it. the real question is who she a spy for. Not is she a spy, but yes. who is she working for? Yes. Because I could see, like, Command giving her, like, sending a, a sleeper agent in to, like, find out why this guy is so successful. Uh-huh. But I also noticed her ears were covered, so... The railguns. And uh, the doc drops a bomb by mentioning how alike Tyler and the Marines actually are. I think that was just simply a, uh, you're all stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does does sound like he's giving them a serious lecture on, uh, but then he, he does segue into the, uh, yeah, if he has an ounce of what the Marines have, then they'd like to see it, and the doc will look for it next time he performs surgery on the cat. <laughs> so uh, he's kind of like he was giving them a good lecture, and then he just kind of joins in. Yeah, it's not a bad scene. Uh, again, I I wish that we had kind of gotten here quicker. I do love how Harumi ends the scene being like confused as all hell. Like, but who is this Tyler person? Which is the question <laughs> that everyone has. Who is Tyler? Which is kind of the question of the whole series. Yes. even for us, the audience. Well, like me, Tyler is starting to get a cold, uh, and he <laughs> decides that he's going to take a. A bath, we find out a little bit later. Potentially, he's like, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm going to do something even better for myself, which is yes. get the fuck away from y'all and just go take a nice warm bath, which I love. That was that was great. <laughs> Where did you think he might be going in initially? Anywhere? I had no idea. I legit had no idea. I was waiting. The crapper. <laughs> maybe. The bar? Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, I, had no, I had no clue where he was going. All I knew was, okay, well... The fact that he's not going to her sets him apart different from the rest of these people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, we go to Harumi and the twins, some of my favorite characters from this anime. <laughs> and... Harumi and oh, the sorry. twins. Yeah, Harumi and the twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the twins. Yeah. You, Yumi and Yumi and Yami or something. Emmy. Emmy. And... Emmy. Emmy. That's it. I can never remember Emmy. Uh, I love that one of them is like, wow, you're an angel in white. And they just complicate the story of Tyler because they're like, he's just the nicest person in the entire world. And she's like, wait a minute, but they all called him an idiot. And now you're like, he's great and he's nice. Uh, you know, you can be an idiot and be nice or you can be an idiot yeah. and be unkind. Or... She's confused. You can definitely be a nice idiot. And then Kojiro steps in and he's like, yeah. I beg to differ, and then she's like, oh, let me do a test on you. He's like, don't come closer, I'll kill myself. And I'm like, holy shit! I know, shit. that was... That escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. But uh, Emmy and Yumi are just like, it's okay, he's scared of all women. He's scared of all women. Definitely, he comes across a little bit misogynistic, for sure. Yes. So Harumi sees someone rush by in the doorway, and she's like, I better just go now. We cut to her walking down the hallway being followed she ducks behind in like a hallway uh or a room and it's just yamamoto 
who's like hitting his head against the wall going, do I do it? Do I do it? Do I do it? And I'm like, dude, chill the fuck out. (laughs) Who does number two work for? (laughs) Testing the hardness of his head. (laughs) The shadow is there again. So she books it down the hallway and she jumps into the bathhouse or the bathroom or whatever you want to call it. Oh, totally a bathhouse. Yes. Lucky friggin' spaceship. And she checks her makeup in her compact. No, but wait, it's actually a communication device. Sailor Moon! It's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's getting ready to make a call, but Yamamoto calls out, and she's like, oh, fuck, I'm found out. But it turns out he's talking to those two knuckleheads who are all dressed up with flowers... Yep. Yeah, wearing suits and shit. Yes, we get that scene where Yamamoto's like, you brought me flowers? And they're like, no, for her. <laughs> Harumi steps out and is like, oh, thanks. And then the next scene, she's thrown the flowers away. Yeah. Yep. Well, they're lovely. Yank. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Keep the ruse up just long enough to be sure that no one's looking at you. Well, speaking of that, she ducks back into the bathhouse and she starts to make a call. When, guess who is there? It is Tyler. He's taking a bath. And he's like, oh, hello. How's it going? You want to join in? (laughs) Well, she cranks that sex appeal up to 11. And it's just like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to slip into this towel and sneak over here. Yeah, instead of asking everybody else, I'll just go direct to the source this time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He seems kind of into it, but then confused when she leans in for a kiss. And he's like, his eyes are like wide, like, uh, what are you doing? She would be the first one not to uh, immediately recoil. Give him the old smackaroo. No, yeah. I think he's into it like Ernie is into his, his rubber ducky. Like he <laughs> just wants a but just a buddy in the bathtub. I don't think he's <laughs> So when he so when he yeah. says like I'll rub your back or wash your back or whatever, like he's he's just trying to be gen- like generally nice. I think so. I think, I think so. so too. That was my understanding. He was just like, Oh, sure I can wash your back. He really thinks that this is better than going to the sick bay. Well, he does admit to her that the Ralgon thing was an accident. Yeah, he does. But she takes it as uh, modesty. modesty. Yes. And that's when she goes in for the kiss. Um, But as expected, also, Yuriko, of course, shows up because Yuriko is constantly looking for Tyler when he's not doing his job. (laughs) Um, And this is where Harumi plays the victim. Harumi goes running out the door in her towel, clings to Yamamoto, who's still there, uh-huh. Uh, and that's when Yamamoto the finally decides, like, oh, this lecherous asshole. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna tell on him. I'm also kind of unsure what did the original anime say because in the in the dub, all she says is, "I went in there and he was already there," so like she was crying and running away because she was embarrassed that she mm-hmm. walked in on somebody. Yeah, but obviously that's not how the scene felt, Matt. <laughs> uh, from my knowledge, my Memory is telling me that it's pretty much the same. Yeah, so that was a lot less um, terrible than it, it could have come across. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. Okay, so it's not... She doesn't even accuse him of anything, really, then. It's just it's just that she's crying because she's embarrassed. Yep. Like, oops, I walked in on the captain accidentally, and I'm so embarrassed I did that. Yeah, she's definitely trying to be play the innocent card as much as she can. Yeah. She doesn't want people to realize what she's doing spy even people to realize what she's pretending to do mm-hmm. like she doesn't want them to even think she's trying to sex pop the the captain right our final 
set of scenes here involve Yamamoto, who decides he's going to reveal the truth to Mafune. He makes the call and says, I'm sorry for jumping, jumping chain of command. I know what protocol is, but um, I have to tell you all about Tyler and what he's done or hasn't done. Uh, but of course, Harumi is overhearing the report, and she reports back, <gasps> gasp, to Space Nephrite! Was it Space Nephrite, or was it the fat guy from the next episode? No, it's Space Nephrite. I don't space think it was Nephrite. Space Nephrite. It, 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 okay. it is Space it's, Nephrite. It's Dom. Okay. Yes, Dom. Okay. She's a spy. Tyler figured it out. She's a that's spy. That's it. Yep. That's well, he didn't figure it out. He just said it accidentally. And well, then... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Or maybe he did, and he's always known. Maybe. He said it accidentally. He, he just happened to say it, but did that lead to thoughts that he might have had? I don't know. Or did he not happen to say it? He just knew it, and he was messing with her. Like, he pegged her immediately. I'm going to guess no, but maybe. And that's it. That's episode five of the anime, The Irresponsible Captain Tyler. And now is the part where we talk about our thoughts overall on the episode. Um, I think talking with you guys, I enjoyed this episode a little bit more than I did initially. Kind of diving into some of the the specifics a little bit more. Um, I'm appreciative of the character of Tyler. I, I really like his character. And I'm continuing to see more growth in him, even though he, on the surface, is a very simple character. There are a lot of layers in that simplicity, and I really appreciate that about uh, the way that this character is written. Again, this episode, I think, hurts, uh, suffers from the feeling overbloated with not much going on. I, again, I think they could have really trimmed some stuff down and, and really punched, the, the sto- punched up the storytelling a little bit more. So, generally... Not that important of an episode, but I like it a little bit more than I originally did coming into this after our discussion. I tend to agree. Um, again, it's kind of the same thing we've always keep saying. The pacing is just kind of off. As fan service episodes go, it's a better fan service episode than other fan service episodes of other animes. A lot didn't happen. And what there was little bits that happened that were interesting. And again, I, I feel like this anime could be half the episodes it is. So far, at least. Yeah, so far, at least. I think this is a pretty good character episode. I like all the time we get with the characters in this episode. It's an episode that I think feeds into future episodes. And the further we get, it may uh, the episode may rise uh, in your estimations at some point. It's a good character introduction for Harumi, I think. I definitely think it is a character-driven episode. I just wish that the character interaction wasn't all just centered around like, wow, that woman hot. Yeah, sure. That's fair enough. Well, I wasn't even sure she was going to be important anymore. Right. Well, with that, that's the end of episode five, which is Angel in White begins with an H. Next time, it's Bill's episode, and it's the episode titled The Tale of a Lizard's Tale. Yes. Love a good, good, love a good homophone. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. Uh, nope, not doing it. <laughs> uh, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. You want to send us home, my friend, my amigo, my compadre, my ride or die part two? Mm hmm. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel rather embarrassed after all that <laughs> <laughs> this has been tuning japanese the podcast where three dudes in their 40s talk about anime my heart is beating so fast and it hurts so much i'm matt i'm just gonna spoil him and he doesn't deserve it i'm bill 
And I know what I'm doing. I will be careful and I will not get an infection. My name is Andy. And we'll see you next time. Mm, kisses? Always wrap it up. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information on our show, visit tuningjapanese.com, where you can find links to our past eight seasons of the show, bonus episodes, and articles. You can also contact us on social media. Visit facebook.com slash tuningjapanese for updates, tweet at us at tuningjapanese, and email us your feedback and comments at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please consider supporting our show by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to today's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, or any other number of podcatchers. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese and support the show monetarily. There you can find bonus episodes and our special audio series, Tuning In, where we provide first impressions on a number of popular anime series. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Ryan Nash and Matthew Van Diver. and an NCO just wandering around? Why are you dressed like that? Excuse me. Oh, now I see. Aren't you a little old for this? Huh? What the? We really wanted you to have them. They're flowers. Uh, me? Yeah, right.